I think to my amazement and to some of their amazement, they they all just started hitting these goals and reaching these goals that they never thought possible. One thing we can thank the millennials for, they are very, <laughs> they are, they're very forward thinking like, hey, I want to add value, but I also want to be treated good. And Monday, Monday, happy Monday, everybody. And I hope you guys enjoyed your Christmas break. I know that I did, but I am super excited to come back this week and give you guys two fantastic episodes. Of course, the one today, and then make sure you tune in Friday for an amazing episode. I know that this week is New Year's and we're doing all of that, but I just could not resist putting this episode out today and the one out on Friday. So make sure you tune in for that. With all that being said, let me do a few housekeeping things before I introduce my guest. Of course, you guys know that uh, 2022 is a big year for me. I'll be in my MBA program. I'll be continuing to interview amazing entrepreneurs and business owners. And of course, I am starting my sales coaching business. So please, uh, if you guys know any business owners or if you yourself are looking at sales and want to get better at it, let me know. I'm starting a whole YouTube channel. I'm starting a whole Twitter on it. Uh, So please, please uh, get involved. Let me know. So without further ado, let me introduce Kelly Francis, who is the creator and author of the Prosperity Effect Planner to help you reach your goals faster. We talked about everything from goals and purpose to the great resignation that's going on in the world today with with work, but it was a fantastic conversation. Uh, Kelly is an amazing uh, human and coach and author, all the above, really. While we were on the uh, call, in fact, while we were doing our podcast live, uh, a few people reached out to us uh, and wanted to get in touch with Kelly. And I'm sure that you will want to do the same thing. So how to get a hold of her is all in the description below. Please leave a rate and review if you're listening to Apple and Spotify because Spotify just got ratings. So uh, let me know what you think. And with all that being said, please welcome Kelly Francis. And thank you so much for listening. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Well, uh, we're rolling, Kelly. Thanks for joining me. And uh, thanks for like being here and being willing to share everything that you got going on. I mean, I know that, um, you know, we met before this. You're a, you're a speaker. You're an author, right? Well, not an author, but creator. Okay. Of, of that's book. right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. And I, I knew, I knew that, but I was like, I don't know what you call I Do you call it an author? I would say it's an author, right? You had to write the book. Well, sort of, it sort of is because it's more of a book than it is a planner. So you could say. All right, cool. All right, cool. Sorry. <laughs> You're an author. All right, Kelly, we'll own it. So, um, but why don't you start off by talking about the prosperity effect planner that you have and like everything that you got going on as far as like business wise and speaking wise. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Dalton. It's great to be here. So uh, yeah, I guess starting with the prosperity effect planner right now, I have a workbook version available on my website. And really um, I created this this planner, which I don't think the word planner does it justice, but (laughs) I created this because I set out on a mission about two years ago to really make an impact and inspire as many working women as I possibly can to prosper in life, love and work. Because I feel like women, we are the backbone of our jobs, our families, our communities. And a lot of times, more times than not, we tend to show up with our best self to work and we focus a lot on our career and maybe climbing the corporate ladder or getting to six figures or whatever that looks like for each person. But then other areas of our life get neglected. And so I have always had this motto since I was, you know, 19, maybe even younger, but I think there was a pivotal moment for me at 19 when I realized I have to create 
my life the way I want it to be. It's not going to happen for me because of the type of upbringing I had. And I, I just remember getting to a point where I said, if I don't want this life that I'm from, it's going to be up to me to set the stage for my own life. And I did that. And I was really fortunate to just go after everything I want and get it. And there was this point in my 30s where uh, by the time I was 30, I had a six-figure career from the outside looking in. I had it all. I was every definition of success, right? But my relationships were suffering. I was in some really hurtful, toxic relationships. And my finances were struggling. My weight was up and down, up and down. I've been all over the board. We'll leave those numbers out of the conversation. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a point when I realized something was missing. It was like this girl who created the stage of her own life stayed stuck in her own life in other areas. So in one sense, I, I did it with my career. I broke generational curses. I was the first generation college student and I had all this success. But then there was parts of me that were completely staying back where I was from. And mm -hmm. as I got into my late 30s, early 40s, I started to come across young women entering the workforce that were really looking up to me. And in their eyes, again, they're looking at me like, hey, she has it all figured out. You know, she's crossed the bridge that I'm trying to cross. And I started helping them and mentoring them just like little sisters, really. just <laughs> them under my thing. And next thing you know, I think to my amazement and to some of their amazement, they, they all just started hitting these goals and reaching these goals that they never thought possible. And they were like, Kelly, we, we need you. People like me, <laughs> we need you. And so you need to do something to help more people. And so the prosperity effect was born. I decided I'm someone who I'm very structured. I like process. I like to do lists. I'm an old fashioned pencil, <laughs> literally pencils. I mean, I have an eraser. Oh yeah, <laughs> sharp. There you go. I got I got one of my mechanical ones ready. When I'm on Zoom, sometimes people will catch me muting because I have to <laughs> lean over and put it in the sharpener, and I don't want to disturb the call. So, you know, <laughs> that's just, so awesome. I, yeah, it, it really is. I don't know. Like everywhere I go, I carry my, my pencils around and I always have to have a few if I'm in person at a meeting in case they get dull. So right. <laughs> that, back to the planner, one of the girls that I helped through quite a bit of things, and I'm talking all over the board here from career decisions to buying a car to getting an apartment. Um, oh, yeah. She was, she went to Target one day and she bought a planner and she called me and she said, you know, I just bought this really awesome planner, but I can't <laughs> wait till someday I go to Target and it's your planner I'm buying. Oh, and, heck yeah. And, and that's, that's really where the concept started and, and the, you know, the path to creating this. So the planner itself is basically, uh, not really a planner. It's a goal setting roadmap for anyone can use it, but it is geared toward professional women because as someone who has had a really successful career in talent acquisition for two decades, um, but has had to learn the hard way to focus on being fulfilled across the board. I really wanted to, to help women that are like me that can relate to me. Right. So yeah. what I did was kind of made it like a coach in your pocket. So at, <laughs> cool. there's five different sections in the, in the planner. You have um, career, spirituality, whether you're a Christian or you just like to meditate or believe in the law of attraction. I've got you covered. Um, finances, relationships, overall wellness and lifestyle, because what we eat, how we move our bodies, it's all important. It's all in there. And of course, it would not be a Kelly product if we did not <laughs> put in a to-do list section. So that's in there for you. For those of you who are like me, it's okay if you want to use a pen or a marker. It doesn't have to be a pencil, but I got you covered with the to-do list. Uh, <laughs> right on. At right the beginning on. of each section, I basically put in different worksheets or 
guides to really help you get clear on focusing on goals for that particular category of your life. Because I really think that when women prosper, everyone wins, right? Going back to us Mm -hmm. being the backbone of our communities and our jobs. And a lot of times, I mean, Dalton, what's the first thing you usually think of when you hear the word prosperity? Hmm. Prosperity, like, like, uh, freedom or like, um, you know, I think, I feel like that's like my ideal. So prosperity, like my ideal or freedom. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people will, I I get two main answers, usually freedom or money, right? Finances and having, and those are the two most common answers to that. And what I realize is that we don't truly prosper until we're fulfilled in every area. So it doesn't matter if you're making six figures, if you're making a million dollars a year, if your relationships are suffering or your weight is suffering or your spiritual life is suffering, you're not really prospering. You're stuck. Right. And so it's better to kind of, I don't know if balance is the right word, but I think it's better to have fulfillment in every area. And then that's when you really prosper. And people think I'm crazy sometimes. I'm in my 40s and I hope to live a really long, healthy life. But if, God forbid, something happens to me tomorrow, I have literally achieved a place in my life, in my existence, where I'm happy across the board. I have a very simple life, but it's a happy life. And it's because I'm finally at a place in each category where I'm happy and I'm fulfilled. And so I called this the prosperity effect because when you focus on each area and getting to that place of, you know, contentment in each one, that's when you really achieve total prosperity. It's not about the six figures in the bank account necessarily. While that's Mm -hmm. nice, part of it, it's not the whole equation. And so I worked in something called faster, faster goals. And that is basically my version of smart goals. So uh, when you assign this faster goal formula to your goal setting process, you reach your goals faster because you start to execute and repeat. So very Mm -hmm. similar to smart goals work, you set very like specific goals that have a timeline that you can measure with certain actions, Mm -hmm. but you do that and you start repeating the process. And that's how I've been able to see women that I mentor go from, okay, I just got a promotion at work. Oh, I just got Mm -hmm. my first apartment. Oh, wait, now I just got my first modeling gig that I've been dreaming of for 10 years. Oh, now I just paid off all my credit card debt. And then, and it's a domino effect because now they're just taking this process and they're just applying it over and over and over. And so, yeah, I put all these tools into this, you know, quote unquote planner that really is a roadmap to help people set and reach goals faster than they ever thought possible in all of these main areas of their life, not just work, not just finances across Mm -hmm. the board. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I really like that, that, you know, there's a lot of things that you talked about in there. Uh, a lot of it to unpack, but I guess where I, I kind of want to start is, you know, you mentioned a few things uh, at the beginning where you're talking about like um, mentoring women specifically uh, and talking about, I, I think one of the things you said was like helping people be content with where they're at in the process by like focusing on these four different avenues. So I'm curious how you define, and you and you mentioned balance, right? But I'm I'm curious how you define like balancing these four areas of life, spirituality, finance, um, career, uh, and, and your overall wellness. Like how, how do you go about really focusing on each one of those? You know, is it, you know, there's four, so is it like 25%, 25% or do you try to divvy out like a hundred percent just at different times or how do how do you manage that process? So first I think there's five, not four, but that's a great question. And now you have me double checking the the tabs. Well, no, no, no. You said, okay, so you said the four and then the to-do list, right? We are brought to you guys by Sheffield Cider. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I love taste testing this cider. 
It's one of my personal favorites. And every guest that I bring on who tries it with me says the same thing. And they finally partnered with us so that you can share Sheffield cider with those that you love. Sheffield cider is a crisp, organic, artisan, non-alcoholic cider that comes from fresh apples right out of Sheffield Farms in Mesa, Washington. It really doesn't get better than this. So when you use code THINK10, you'll save 10% off a full case of Sheffield cider. So make sure that you check them out, sheffieldcider.com, use code THINK10 and enjoy. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. No, career, finances, relationships, spirituality, wellness, and then the to-do list. Oh, wellness. Oh, okay. I messed up then. My bad. You're right. Okay. That's the, <laughs> no, <laughs> the concept is there. I, I know I yeah. knew where you were with it. It's all good. So, cool, um, cool, cool. yeah. So I think to answer this question, it's, it's not really one set formula. It's really what depends mm. on that person, what their goals are. I come across some woman. And again, I have actually worked with men as well. This isn't solely mm-hmm. for women. So if we have guys out there listening or watching us, this is for you as well. Um, it's really about where you are. So I have mentored people that are really happy in some areas of their life. Like maybe there's someone who graduated debt free and, and pay if that's you congratulations good for you uh, on like most of america yeah. my generation will be paying student loans till we die um yeah but <laughs> yeah. you know but it really depends on where you're at in your journey some people are really happily married or have a really healthy relationship that they feel good about so they're not concerned about that like myself mm-hmm. my career was never an issue it was not even something that needed fixing because every time I wanted a promotion or a new job, I went after it, I got it and all was good in, yeah. in career land. Right. Uh, but yeah. so those goals are going to be different. But one thing that I would say is consistent that I recommend for everybody who try, you know, applies this process to their life is yeah. always start with one thing. So it's kind of like, let's take a, a goal that I think probably 90% of humanity can relate to, losing weight, right? Okay, we, all right. We, a lot of us can relate to that. And it's easy to just say, I want to lose weight. Well, yeah. how much do you want to lose? Because I can say, oh, I've gained weight and maybe I gained five pounds and my friends are looking at me like I'm crazy. But that five pounds feels like 30 to me. And then someone uh-huh. else might have 80 pounds to lose or 50 pounds to lose. So. Now you say, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? Okay, well, healthy weight loss goals are one to two pounds a week, according to all the experts. So how many weeks does it take you to lose 50 pounds at one pound a week, at two pounds a week, right? And now you're you're breaking it down. So now you're getting to a point where you're going to start by saying, okay, I ultimately want to lose 50 pounds, but I want to lose it at a rate of two pounds a week. So starting today, my goal is by this time next week, I should have lost two pounds. Okay, well, what do you need to do to lose two pounds? Maybe you need to exercise if you're not already doing that. Maybe you need to change the way you're eating. And and so you start small. And then what happens is as you start to pick up that momentum, you might take on more goals at once. And some yeah. people can handle taking on, you know, let's look at spiritual goals. If you're a Christian and you pray every single day, maybe you feel like your prayer life is suffering. And if you're someone who meditates and you your goal is to meditate three times a day, but right now you're not doing any meditation or maybe you're mm-hmm. only doing one time or maybe it's yeah. five minutes a day when you would want it to be 15, whatever that looks like, right? Yeah. And you're also someone who's like, hey, I want to lose weight and I'm looking for a job. You can do them simultaneously because you can start your day by meditating and take five minutes before you even brush your teeth to just get up out of bed and what, you know, whether you kneel or sit on the floor, however it is you you do your thing. Um, And then during the day you're eating, you're eating differently. And so you're working towards your wellness goals. And then maybe you're carving out an hour, three times a week for job searching So 
some of it just depends on what your goals are, how fast you need to achieve them, uh, oh. what, how much time you're willing to put in, because none of mm-hmm. this works mm-hmm. if you're not willing to take action. And right. I think that's the biggest difference uh, with people that I have helped who have been successful and people that I really can't help are the ones who actually want to do it. They know what they want. Yeah. They just need some accountability, someone to kind of hype them up and motivate them, but they're willing yeah. to take steps if someone just helps them know, you know, go along the steps. But the right, people who like, excuses, I can't help you. This takes work. Like it's not going to just fall into your lap. Of course. Of course. And it's like, you know, people who, who don't really, you know, it, it really just comes back down to like the question of like, how, how bad do you want it? Right. Like, like right. how much are you willing to give up for it? Um, because that's mm-hmm. another thing, you know, I meet people all the time who, who have goals and then they don't realize what it actually takes to get there. And that's when they, you know, shy away or like, or like chunk it out or, or something like that. But I'm curious on your thoughts, a lot of people that I interact with and like, I found myself doing at the beginning of like starting this journey is you have so many things that you want to do, right? Like you feel, it feels like you have, and it might be a reality too, where you have like two or three or four, like really important things that you got to get done. And so I'm curious with you as like a mentor and somebody who coaches people, how do you start prioritizing goals and what needs to go first? I mean, I obviously, I realize there's nuances to that, but do you have like a way that you approach goal setting um, when there's, when there feels like, when it feels like there's a lot that needs to be done? Yes, absolutely. Not always you have to break it down, right? Going back to mm-hmm. a weight loss thing, it, it's breaking it yeah. down. Um, but one thing that I do with people is there, there's a few different things I do. Some of them are actually worked into the planner. Uh, there's a questionnaire. It's like your passion and purpose or something, or, or I forget what it is. And it's, little, it's slightly different depending yeah. which section you're in. But at the beginning, I start off with a very generic one where I ask you questions about just life in general. And I tell you not to think too much, kind of like those personality <laughs> tests you take. They're like, don't overthink yeah, it, yeah, just yeah, yeah. the way it comes to your mind. And when you get done answering those questions, you know, what do you love spending time on or what is a cause you're passionate about? And you get to the end, you kind of look back, you take a highlighter or you use your pen or pencil to circle the common themes and you'll start to see, oh, okay, this is what's really important to me. This is what I need to focus on. Another another way I love to do it, and I do this for myself from time to time, just as a, a gut checker, because sometimes priorities change for me. You take your, let's say you have five or 10 goals, the things that you want to accomplish. And you're like, how do I prioritize so I can start the domino effect? How do I start by breaking this down? Yeah. yeah. And you do like a one to 10 or one to five scale of where you are right now. You know, let's say 10 is I'm really satisfied in this area. It needs no work. One, this area needs a lot of work. And then five is somewhere in the middle, you know, on that scale. It can be a seven, a four, it doesn't matter. And you rate each of those areas in your life, you know, each of those goals as far as, hey, let's use the five uh, tabs as an example, spirituality, finances. How would you rate each category right now in terms of where, how satisfied you are with that area of your life? And then- You prioritize it by the ones who got the smaller number you need to focus on first. Because if you're ranking mm-hmm. yourself eight or a 10 in one area and a two or a three in another, then that's the area that needs help. Yeah, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I actually just did that for myself <laughs> a couple oh, over the weekend. I got out a uh, pen and paper and pulled up that worksheet and did it again because it's been a while. Mm. And I was like, what to focus on next. And, you know, you, you have a couple different projects that you work on simultaneously. So you know what it's like to, to have the competing priorities and to not know which way to go. And you'll be laying in bed and get an idea and, Oh, this would be cool to do. And and then it's like, (laughs) there's so many things that nothing gets done. So sometimes 
I myself use my own tools with myself, believe it or not. Mm. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's what I feel like you got to do. Like I have a lot of things that, well, and, and to be fair, like, I think when you have like a really good idea like this and you, and you start to like monetize it, a lot of people don't realize. And actually one of the points of my podcast was to start like to help people think right about how they can start, uh, fulfilling whatever vision of success that they have, right. By doing the things that they already do, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I was really good at sales and I was like, okay, well, um, I'm just going to keep going with that. Right. And it sounds like with you, it was, it was really good with setting goals and prioritizing time and, and managing the process of everything. Right. And so now we're just turning that into a book that we can start helping other people and helping people benefit. So I just think it's, I think it's cool how that all kind of evolves from, you know, cause I do that. I do the same things with myself. Like I have a sales guide, like a sales book that I, that I wrote and I read it all the time, like my own words. And I'll be like, Oh, Hey, I need to add this or, or like, why did I wrote that down? But I totally forgot about it. Like that happens to me all the time. <laughs> so I totally get it. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is just action taking. And yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because I would say, what is it? 2021, about eight, years ago mm. i i was working at a company and i wanted a promotion and my boss basically gave me an action list and said okay if you can accomplish these three things by this day mm. you'll get the promotion i crushed those goals 60 days before they were due and <laughs> good for you thank you and i remember <laughs> putting together a presentation. He didn't ask me for one, but I put together a presentation for him of, you know, probably some type of proposal or something. And uh, there was some PowerPoint slides and whatnot. And it's really funny because as I started this journey, I found myself saying to people, I want women to know they have the power to set the stage for their own life and for their own success. Mm -hmm. And you know, all the work you do to come up with your, elevator pitch and your mission statement and all these things that just kept coming out. And I came across that presentation. And at the very end on the last slide that I presented to my boss, I, <laughs> I actually had on the slide, people have the power to set the stage for their own success. Oh, that's and, great. And so it really must be my, my theme it, because, <laughs> and it just summarizes, you know, what you were saying that we all have these natural gifts and abilities or some that we've learned and honed over time. But when you just lean into them, you know, this type of stuff is born. And for me, I'm just, I'm an action taker. I decide once I make up my mind that I want something, <laughs> nothing stops me. I, and it could be something yeah. like, Hey, my husband's not around and I have this 50 pound box that has to get brought upstairs. I'll figure <laughs> out how to get upstairs. Or it could be right. that next promotion at, at the job, right? And so I yeah. think that uh, the premise of it is you have to be willing to put in the work. Nobody is going to come and put it in yeah. your lap. And, you know, the, no matter what anyone tells you on Instagram, it, it's not really as easy as they make it look. You have to work behind the scenes. And all of us, Dalton and myself included, we probably yeah. have a lot of <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears behind the scenes that go into the process to make these things come alive. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is I, you know, I, uh, throughout my life, I've kind of had that conversation with people as well, where, where you're chatting with them and you're explaining this principle of like, there's going to be a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't see. And I don't think that people, I mean, I think it's cool. Like if you can let people behind the scenes and, and they can see this kind of stuff, but I also think there's something sacred. And I use that word intentionally about mm. doing, doing all the work behind the scenes and no one knowing about it, because that's mm -hmm. where like, that's where I learn about myself. That's where I realize like, that's where I get all the motivation to go out and sell this, or I get all the motivation to really talk to somebody about this is everything that happened behind the scenes. That, that, yeah, sure. If like somebody knows about it or, or somebody realizes it, like, sure. But I think it's, I think there's something cool about doing all that work and knowing that you did it, you know, because in I my mind, 
Yeah, you know, like in my mind, sales is so is is an awesome skill for me because um, it's super transferable. Like those times when you're in the when you're in the background, you're doing all the work, you're grinding, like, and, and then and then you go get the promotion and it works. You're like, sweet. But the cool thing about that is not the promotion for me. It's like, if I did it once, I can do it again. And if I did it here, I can do it there. And right. I don't have to be trapped by like a bad boss or a bad situation. Like I know how to sell. Like I don't have to, you know what I mean? I do. It, it's almost like a family recipe or your favorite restaurant when yeah. <laughs> they won't tell you what's in the sauce, right? <laughs> right. right. Because, but they love serving it and they love when people eat it. It makes them feel good. They yeah. know how it got to that final product, but you don't need to know all that. <laughs> you just need to know. Right. What yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. You don't. And well, because it's for because, again, like it's different for everybody. Right. Like and what's cool about that is, is I always say, um, you know, what what sets you apart is like you um, could because, you know, back to like the restaurant or the food thing. It's like it's like mom's cooking. Right. The special I could do the exact same thing as my uh, my mom or my grandma. In making this recipe, but it doesn't taste the same. And that special ingredient is, you know, it's it's cheesy, but it's love. They love what they do. And they Mm -hmm. set this and they, and the love that goes into like, you know, the happiness that happens at the table that they foster. So, you know what I mean? It's so it's everything that goes into it besides what, besides the product, right? So like the promotion's cool, you know, but everything that went into it is better because that means that you can replicate it. And so it's really cool that when you put a planner together, when you have a coach like that, who, who, you know, like yourself, Kelly, who can tell somebody like, this is what you need to do. And not only can you do it for your career, you can do it for your relationships. You can do it for your finance. You can do it for well-being. Like one thing that makes you successful in your career makes you successful in your well-being. Have you found that to be the case? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. a, you know, Everything does feed it. Think about, I'll use this example again. I think all genders can relate to this, right? Think mm-hmm. about when you get dressed up to go somewhere. Maybe you're going to a wedding or a, a gala, but you know, you, you have to get dressed up right. outside of your Zoom clothes. You know, you have to actually put on the suit and tie or the gown and the heels. And uh, yeah. even though at this point, I don't know if I could walk in heels after two years of not having <laughs> but Right. When you get ready, you look in the mirror and then you step outside to go to that event. You mm. carry yourself differently. Right? Yeah, Versus absolutely. If you showed up at this, you know, black tie event wearing a hoodie while you're comfortable in a hoodie and it's your day to day wear, you know, I prefer to be in a hoodie any day over and again. <laughs> over of course, again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but when when you do put on that gown or that suit and tie and you show up, you hold your head higher. You walk differently because we just feel good because we're dressed up. And we know, again, behind the scenes, people are only seeing you showing up in the dress, but you know that maybe you had to shake first or you had to put on makeup or, you know, whatever it is you did to have that final look and to be polished and dressed up. And so the event itself would go on whether you're wearing your hoodie or not. <laughs> you might look yeah, like a but, but you're going to feel really embarrassed when you show up in that hoodie and everyone, and you're like, oh, I didn't get the memo. Like, I'm not dressed for the event. <laughs> and you're going to sit a little different. You're going to feel like you yeah. want to hide because you're not going to have confidence. But you show up and you're all dressed. You're You're walking differently. You're carrying yourself differently, right? And so it's mm-hmm. the same thing with this. You have, you know, when you start your day off with a prayer or a positive affirmation or whatever, you know, is mm-hmm. your thing. And then maybe you take a half hour to go for a walk outside or do your favorite YouTube workout video or hit the gym, whatever mm-hmm. physical fitness. I, I've never met anybody who doesn't feel better after a walk. It might have sucked getting them to do it. And, oh, I really yeah. don't want to go to the gym today. But yeah. <laughs> when, they're, when they're done, they're like, thank God I went to the gym. It feels so good. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go for the day. And yeah. you just feel Yeah, better. absolutely. 
So yeah, it goes back to how I started with women being the backbone of everything. When life is good at home, you're going yeah. to show up to work differently. And that's why a lot of that's, times I yeah. work with, yeah, I work with businesses because when their employees, especially now with COVID making everybody just so aware of mm-hmm. what they deserve, how they deserve to be treated, you know, as a, as a recruiter for a living, I've always taught people interviewing and working as a two-way street. You're exchanging service for pay, mm-hmm. right? And people are finally starting to realize that, that it's not just about what's good for your boss. It's also what's good for you. But when yeah. you, Ooh, when yeah. your employees are, are happy at home, and you've allowed them to focus on their relationships, maybe even done things at work, like have Kelly yeah. come to lunch and learn and, and give everyone a workbook. <laughs> and then they go home and start putting some of these things into practice. They're going to show up to work as them, their best self. They're going to be excited. They're going to get there and be motivated because they just left home or they left the gym or they, they said a really good prayer that morning. And they're just going to feel better and they're going to show up better and they're going to bring yeah. their best self. And, and, and that can go in and out any order, right? When work is good, you'll go home and you'll be happy. When you have a crappy day at work, you go home and your spouse is going to pay for it because <laughs> you're going to be in a bit, you know, like, yeah. like, oh, you must have had a bad day. I can tell by the look on yeah, your face. Like, yeah, you're not in a good mood or whatever. <laughs> well, they all so, are interchangeable yeah yeah no that's yeah it really is though that that's really cool so i okay there's there's a few things that i want to i want to talk about because i just remember you know as you were talking i was like oh that's right she's in she's in like hiring so i kind of want to talk to you about about that space but before we get there um two two things so one of the things that you wanted to talk about and that i thought was really interesting was helping people um reignite their their passion right or like or get back onto the, I think, you know, you said get their or reignite their desire to like go after what they want after what they're passionate mm-hmm. about. Um, so I'm curious. And I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, we've still, we've talked about a lot of that going forward, but what's the, what's the best way that you found people respond to when you're trying to reignite, you know, their desire to go after what they want? What's that? Is there like, is there like one thing that, that just gets people going? Or is it different for everybody? Or what do you, what do you, what are your observations on that? It's really different for everyone. And it's usually someone coming to me for asking Mm. for help. It's never me just showing up in someone, you know, someone who I know well and saying, Hey, I noticed that you're struggling with this. Let me help you. It's more, unless it's someone really, really close in my inner circle and I can just Right. You, know, <laughs> you can and, be really blunt with them and be like, yeah. yeah, you're not doing that anymore. Uh-uh, we're going to change that. Right. Um, and, yeah. and I'm sure some of my friends will listen to this later and be like, yeah, she was talking about <laughs> me there. Well, you know who you are. Um, but right. for the, the average population that may come in, may cross paths with me, it's usually them. I, I think, you know, to take it back a little bit, I I don't necessarily do this on purpose, but I have a way of sharing my own experiences. Once I realize where someone is, if they've opened up about a stage of life they're in or a goal they have, Mm -hmm. there's always something for me to pull from in my own life that's relatable, right? Of course, uh, of course, yeah, of course. Then they'll start to see me as the expert because I've already passed through and got where they are trying to go. Um, what, What makes it something that I guess gets them going is now they see someone who's been there, done that, who can help them where maybe they were feeling lost or stuck. Now they feel like there's someone to hold their hand and kind of direct their path. And that's why I made the workbook. I can't literally hold every single person's hand, but I can kind of do it through this. And and it's like I'm there, but I'm not Uh, because I do a lot of things in this workbook that, I have put a lot of things into the workbook that I do with people that I mentor, if that makes yeah. sense. And so, <laughs> I don't know what, yeah, sure. Um, what ignites people, it's just different because it's what makes each person tick. And I've even tried, listen, mm-hmm. for the entrepreneurs that might be listening, I'm sure we're all sick and tired of hearing the words niche down. 
I know I am. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it just gets, you know, it's it's very smart and very practical. You niche down, and then you grow out. But it's just like, oh, freak, if another guy tells me to freaking niche down. If anyone else tells me to niche down, like they can't promise what's going to happen after that. Yeah. But the is, with me, it has been so hard to niche down because, to your point, there's it's different for everybody. I have tried. I have a Google Doc. Every time one of my younger female friends who looks up to me or former colleagues calls me or texts me and says, I need advice. I keep mm. a lot of their questions because I was sure that if I kept a log, there would be a recurring theme. Oh, 90% of the time they're coming to me to ask about their career because I'm a recruiter. It's a natural progression. No, yeah. it has not. It it has gone from <laughs> I need to buy a car, but I've never been through the car buying experience. I don't want to be taken advantage of, or I'm tired of, of sharing a one bedroom apartment with my mom and want to get my first apartment. I need to get a promotion at work. I hate my job. How do I make the change? I mean, my mm-hmm. my are meddling in my business. How do I make them stop and have <laughs> boundaries? Oh, can you remind me why I shouldn't open the door for my ex's family? You know, I was in a toxic relationship, finally moved on. And now they're trying to connect with me on Facebook. I mean, like, literally, I, you name it. I, and so (laughs) forget niching down, like all your life problems, just call me. No, Uh, honestly, (laughs) and that's why I I made this uh, planner the way that I did, because it's all like, I cannot niche yeah. down further than these five categories. I right, right. can't do it. Well, I think what's cool about that is like, we may not be able to niche down on the situation that somebody's having, but there is a common theme of how to like get back on track. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling, which I think yeah. is really cool. Which is like, look, it doesn't matter what you're going through. There is there is a common theme to get out of it or to get what you want, right? And I just think that's so cool. Like, you know, you were talking earlier uh, about you and the tenacity that you have, Kelly, to like, if you see something and you want it to like, go get it. And man, and then, I, you know, as you were talking about, as we were talking about how to reignite somebody, that's it, isn't it? It's like somebody, somebody's got to want to come to me and be like, look, I'm sick of where this is at. I got to get, I got to get going to where I need to be. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And that's (laughs) and really, it's like that faster goal process and then getting clear on what you want, setting the goal and then just taking the action and just taking those little steps and letting it be a domino effect so that, okay, boom. What, what happens, what I do find ignites people, they accomplish the first goal. And then it's like, Okay, on to the next one. And then next thing you know, they're they're just doing it rapid fire because it's yeah. almost like they caught a bug and it's contagious and now they're on a roll, right? And it just keeps going. From Absolutely. There. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. So there's so uh, are you still in the recruiting space now? Or are you full time in the Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I'm a ta- I'm a senior talent acquisition specialist. I had a recruiting function for software oh. company. Sweet. That's so great. I, I am like, I have a full-time like sales gig, like a uh, nine to five thing. Um, and, and, but I think it's really fun. So we might have to talk later. <laughs> All right. Deal. Uh, deal. But I'm, so you've, so you're no stranger than I'm, I'm sure to what I'm like the conversation. I kind of want to get your insight and opinion on 
of this, especially in sales, right? Like you're, we're in this great, what do they call it? I think I heard the Wall Street Journal is called the resignation or something like that, right? Or like the, the, the re, yeah, the resignation or like the, you know, whatever, the migration or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just curious for like, what have you seen the reason for that being? Do you think that has a, do you think it has a lot to do with like the pandemic and changing working conditions? Do you think it has a lot to do with like archaic, uh, you know, company standards or is it just like this weird perfect storm where like the pandemic happened and I I just want to see what happens if I bounce because I went through the hardest year of my life and uh, I noticed that I could make it and now I want to try something new to just test the waters. So it's a little of all of the above. Um, you know, it's interesting because like I said, I'm just, I'm just two decades shy of being in recruiting and primarily sales recruiting. I have built and implemented and led recruiting departments from the ground up. And I have actually been the one to do the recruiting and I've done it. I've done everything, but primarily sales. That's my sweet spot. I think that's probably why we get along so well because it's a great (laughs) personality match for me to talk to sales candidates all day. Um, (laughs) but what, what I have seen, um, happen is first of all, like very different than what I predicted when COVID Mm -hmm. hit, it was completely different than what I thought. I did expect and anticipate a lot of people to lose their jobs, not necessarily leave their jobs, but Mm -hmm. there's a mix. So first of all, along with the great resignation, you're hearing people talk very openly more than they ever did about mental health. Right. And it's because people, same thing that same stuff that I focus on here in the, in the planner, right. Mm -hmm. People have always just settled for the way that it is. So you were talking about archaic, you know, systems and ways of working and leadership styles. And, And think about it. I mean, sometimes I go down this deep hole in my brain and I'm like, who came up with Monday to Friday, nine to five? Who, who <laughs> invented that? And why are we all just doing it and not asking questions? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you know, that's fair. Though. I started working remote in 2010. And so when COVID came, that was nothing new for me. But I realized for right. a lot of the world, it was new. But what happened was this almost, you know, to your last point, this perfect storm, you have... Mm-hmm. The way we always did it, it became acceptable. So even if your personal life suffered, they didn't care. They just care about you showing up and getting results for them, right? And there's managers who have no idea how to be managers and they're not really leaders. They're just barking orders. Whether you're in blue collar work, white collar work, doesn't matter. It's across the board, Mm -hmm. right? But now, enter COVID, people are in a position where they are able to stop and assess how they've been treated. And one thing we can thank the millennials for, they are very, (laughs) they are, they're very forward thinking like, Hey, I want to add value, but I also want to be treated good. And I want to do it on my terms. As long as I get results for you, it shouldn't matter when I get them. Right. And so you have that thought process entering at full force in the workspace, even before COVID. Now COVID comes and everybody, even the people who aren't millennials like myself, right? You have <laughs> you have them, you have all of us starting to reevaluate how we're being treated. Wait, you want us to come back to the office, but for the past year and a half, we've proved that we're getting the work done. And it's saving you money and it's saving us money. We don't have commuting costs and overhead and all of that stuff. And so you have people realizing that the way it's always been done doesn't necessarily make sense and isn't really necessary. Things can get done doing it a different way. And so the great resolution is a result of people finally coming to their senses because COVID forced them to, right? And that's where this perfect yeah. storm of, hey, I I do want to maybe try something different and maybe now is a good time to do it. But I also realized my self-worth and realized that 
my home life matters too. And I want to have a balance and Hey, what if I want to sign on at 1030 instead of nine, as long as my work still gets done, who cares? Right. Well, and you know what? Yeah. And you know what I've noticed like sales specifically, it really doesn't take eight hours a day to do what we do. Right. I just don't. Cause like, it's not like I'm, you know, I got two to three hours of prospecting. I got, you know, two to three hours of meetings, maybe, but you really can't handle more than two or three, four demos a day. Like if you're, if you're doing, unless you're like door to door, but if you're doing like five or six demos a day, you know, you're probably not doing your own prospecting and then, but it's just, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like, I know, I know that we can do our work like it's in sales, especially like you, unless you're in retail, I guess, you know, then you got to be open when you, whenever you got to be open. But if you're in like B2B or something like that. All the retail folks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the Starbucks workers, everyone's complaining that it's taking 45 minutes to get a latte, but they're not willing to go and work at Starbucks. I feel you. I get it. So shout out to our frontline retail workers. No, no, huge shout out. But it's, but it's funny again, you know, you look at these restaurants and you're like, man, I wonder what's going on. And then, you know, it's, I read a post, like I've known this, my, my parents grew up, like they owned a restaurant when I was a kid. My parents have like always like been in that kind of restaurant industry. And like, so I knew that, that waitresses and waiters, like they don't get minimum wage, right? It's like, like two, two bucks an hour or something like that in tips or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Tips. But like I had, so I saw somebody online go, I didn't know, I didn't even know they only made $2 an hour. And I was like, mm-hmm. and you're the dude who didn't freaking tip your waiter or your waitress. Like, and so their minimum wage is in, in the service industry is a lower minimum wage than the regular. Right. People, right. People it's that- lower. So it's like, you know, it's funny now. Now it's like, all right, these guys are, these owners, uh, whoever owns these, these franchises and these restaurants really going to have to start figuring out what's more important you know, standing behind this $2 minimum wage or the $6 minimum wage or paying somebody what the, or re, redesigning the compensation plan to get to like obtain and retain workers or, you know, employees uh, who want to be there. Right. You have to treat people better. I mean, they will, you know, at the top, they're making all this money and then, or they're raising prices because of this whole demand thing and inflation and whatever. You're like, but okay, yeah, okay. employees <laughs> are staying the same. And you know, it's it's right. really interesting because this is where my experience in talent acquisition and my <laughs> my planner that I've designed collide because I had a turning point in my 30s where I realized what I was talking about before that, hey, I worked so hard to make it in my career, but my relationships are still a mess. And there's this pattern that I have to break, you know, this generational pattern that has to be broken. And the way that I did it really comes down to three key things. And now as we're talking about this great resignation, I realize it's the same thing that's causing the great resignation is because people are looking at these three things. And you know what they are? Yeah. Okay. Values. Figuring mm. out what your core values are. And I'm not talking about mm. things you like to do, you know, you like to play soccer on the weekends or go jet skiing. I'm talking about like sure. at your core, do you value integrity, your faith, your family? Like mm-hmm. what are your top three to five values? Yeah. When people are in a job and they realize that job does not align with their values, they're second guessing it because COVID kind of gave us permission to do that. It was like the little like silver lining in COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. Setting boundaries. In my personal life, I had this to realize, hey, if this guy doesn't share the same values as me, it doesn't mean I think I'm better than him, but I have to set a boundary and say no to the second date because he doesn't share the same values. So it's never going to turn into anything. And it's yeah, what started to fair. get me to a place where I ended up meeting my husband who's the most amazing man in, that I've ever met. So, um, so boundaries at work. If, if you do yeah. work a nine to five and the, and they say when they hire you, Hey, this is Monday to Friday, nine to five. I'm not saying you don't answer the occasional email at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night because you know, something needs to be checked on. But when mm-hmm. you're off, that's your time, you know, like yeah. 
when you're on people, they, they give you PTO for a reason. Take it, use it to recharge the battery. The weekends, <laughs> that's fine. The evenings, spend it with your family so that when you go to work, you're showing up as your best self. Set those boundaries, right? <sighs> yeah. People are starting to set those boundaries. Hey, I'm not going to come to the office if <laughs> I don't need to, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Let me work from home. And then lastly, and I know this is cliche, so I'm apologizing in advance. <laughs> and I'm going to get a little Instagram on you, but gratitude. <laughs> yeah. I started using gratitude as a daily practice long before the days of Instagram. And I think sure. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's the yeah. most underutilized, underrated free gift we have that we can use every single day, no matter mm -hmm. who you are. Think about if you've ever passed a homeless person on the street and they're standing there asking for money and you roll down your window and give them five or 10 bucks, right? Yeah. They always say, thank you so much. God bless you. And it's yeah. like, you, you might've just gotten them a hot meal or something that they wouldn't have otherwise had, but they're sleeping yeah. in the street. Right? You're sleeping in your bed, but look at how grateful they are. And right. that, that, you know, might be a very extreme example, but when you use gratitude, they say um, joy and pain can't exist in, in your head at the same exact moment, right? Like you can't have those <laughs> happening at the same time. So yeah. even if you're upset about something or stressed about something that's causing you grief or causing you pain, as soon as you just stop and say, you know what? What are what are three things I'm grateful for right now in my life? And it could be as simple yeah. as I have clean water to drink, I have breath in my lungs, or you know what? I was able to get all my kids off to school on time today and give them lunch. Like doesn't matter. Maybe you you yeah. made you made your you know cold calls for the day and and did two demos <laughs> instead of oh I wanted to do three demos, but you did two. Be grateful, celebrate that, and yeah, when you yeah. gratitude you you shift your mindset and so yep. in every single moment that you're starting to feel stressed just like recenter yourself and realize that you have things to be thankful for i i love yeah. to do this someone else always has it worse like my job that maybe i complain about or my house that i complain about isn't how i want it to be you know and i say yeah. that very generic like generally right yeah there's someone out there wishing they had your home yeah. Wishing you had your job, your $3 waitressing job with tips. There's someone who doesn't have any job right now. Yeah. And, yeah. They, you know, they would do anything to have it. So gratitude, values, and boundaries. That's how I came up with this because it was the formula mm -hmm. I used in my life. And it's what's causing or leading to the great resignation, <laughs> in, in my opinion, because people are now without even knowing it, they're applying that formula. Hey, I got to be home yeah. with my kids. I didn't have to be late to pick them up from daycare. I got to go to their soccer game. And, you know, I, I was talking to a guy at work today during, you know, my, my nine to five. And his he was doing a demo for me. I'm a prospect <laughs> for him. And his daughter came in. She had just gone off the bus and she like came in hi daddy and she's hugging him and sitting on his lap and she's waving to me on zoom and you know well, it's totally okay because we're living in this time where it's okay and that guy yeah. wouldn't have had that moment of his daughter running into his arms if he was at the office and yeah yeah and people yeah and who have yeah people for that yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean because we're just in a different time now it's like it you know, yeah. I, I the, the same thing happened to me, you know, like I, I was doing a podcast and my wife was out. Um, she was doing something with her friends and, you know, my daughter, my son ra ran in here and I'm like, well, I got to pause the podcast for a minute. But it's like, yeah, no one. I mean, we're just past the point of like, you know, having your kids hijack a Zoom call is like unprofessional. Like we're just way past that. It's just not even a thing anymore. Right. It's like, yep, yeah, yeah, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> you know, like we're all living life. dude. So yeah, it's so great, I though. I think that's a really nice way to sum up both topics, the great resignation, which I know was weighing on you. And then, uh -huh. you know, the planner, it really comes down to establishing your values, then setting boundaries to protect them and, and adhere yeah. to them. 
and having gratitude every day about everything from if you live in a cold climate, you can turn heat on in your house as long as your <laughs> doesn't break the doors. Um, right. you know, there's people right now in the world sleeping outside or that don't have clean water to drink. So right there, if you have those two things, shelter and clean water and heat, like you're already doing better than, you know, a lot of the world's population. So. Amen. Well, cool. Well, uh, Kelly, uh, I, you've been very generous with your time. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks. Before we leave, though, um, where can everybody find you, your website? Where can they buy the planner? All that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, kellysuite.com is my website. You can go to the prosperityeffect.co and it will bring you directly to the planner page if the planner is something you're interested in. But if you're interested in just getting in touch with me, following me, even having me come and speak or do a workshop, uh, I can be reached at kelly at kellysuite.com. You can contact me via my website at kellysuite.com. LinkedIn, Mrs. Kelly Francis, I think it's under, or uh, (laughs) I have a Kelly Sweet page there as well. And Kelly Sweet underscore LLC on Instagram. But if you go to kellysweet.com, it's a good hub because then from there you can get to everything else. You can get to everything from there. All right, cool. Well, well, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm.